So we were off last week. Yeah. Because I decided to take a little mini vacation. That's fine. But we've been playing games for a while. And we've had a lot of games that have released these past couple I haven't even of... touched Tiny Tina yet. I, I'm ignoring that Snow one. Snow made now. Shrek. Like in the game? Yes. For of Borderlands. Yes. Well, ti- excuse me, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes. I didn't, I wasn't aware you can character create Shrek. Yes. I'm actually like kind of intrigued now to see what the future. <laughs> Someone's made Shrek. Someone made um Oh, who's the politician that they that they call that was called the Zodiac Killer? Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, someone made Ted Cruz. They made a Ted Cruz <laughs> avatar. Yes. And Tiny Tino's Wonderland. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. We're back with all the uh, gaming news and esports news and other things that we can throw at you. And Carby. Uh, we got, and Carby, yeah. So obviously we've been playing Kirby for our, uh, what we've been playing. Kirby. That, game, that game has no business being as good as it is. That game had no business opening with such a high quality cutscene on TV. I was like, why is there so much detail? Because they decided to go hard on a Kirby game. I'm just like, this This bothers me. How much detail just in the cutscene? I though. think what bothers, not, not that it bothers me, but I'm surprised <laughs> is that they put so much effort into making this game so much fun to play. Yeah. Like you can tell it was designed intentionally to just be as joyful as, as possible. And I feel like Miyamoto had a hand in this game somehow. Oh, de- somehow. Because uh, there's a lot of elements that they definitely borrowed from Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Like if you replaced Cappy with the mouthful mode and, uh, and made yeah. it oddly specific, because mouthful mode only works on the specific items, items that you go on yep. the stage. Um, like that's like this feels like the upgradableness the, the, also. Yeah, this feels like the uh the Kirby Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> It was done I mean, very well. It's a very well done game. So I, I'm glad that like I guess they went that hard because like it's his first real like 3D platformer. Like it kind of felt like 2.5D in, in ways. Well, like you can actually go around yeah. the map and stuff like that. So yeah. I did find one build that's broken. Gun. Oh, the gun's broken. Yeah. But if you upgrade it all the way to space, yes. I that's how I just cleared the final boss. So what Full I did, charge, boom. What I did is I upgraded the um the the chakram. Oh yeah, that one also. <laughs> that thing is just like a, a boss melt. Yeah. In a half. Pure DPS. It's just DPS central. Um, but yeah, Kirby's really good. They're two different games. But does Kirby not the Elden Ring? They are two different. No. They are two very different games. That's two very different games. They're on the same list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I had to, like, go by, like, what we've played this year so far, like, let's say if I had to do the top 10, like, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely put Elden Ring and Kirby, like, in the t- in that top 10. 10 yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kirby's, like, top five. I mean, I, I, there hasn't been a lot really super amazing this no, year so saying, far. Like, like, the year's just started. We're only going into yeah. April, so it's month four at this point. Um, month four tomorrow. Yeah. It's April Fool's Day tomorrow. Oh man, I'm gonna love the internet jokes. Um, the like Kirby's good, but like Elden Ring is just a phenomenal game. I think the only like, I, I think have, the only I thing two, I have two complaints for Kirby or Elden Ring for Elden Ring. Okay, one, I'm I get really annoyed that people can place invasion uh, things right on um, graces. Yeah. Like, I think there they should have been like, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be able to place an invasion mark on a grace. Because there was at one point where I kept getting invaded because I just kept clicking on the, instead of the grace. And I'm like, I hate <laughs> Absolutely hate this. Yeah, that's that's the power of trolls. And two. um, I don't know how I feel about certain areas in that in that game. Like areas that you discover? Yeah. I mean, some of them are purposely meant to be like super challenging. And you're like, you got to come back to it later. 
Um, but then if you watch like speed runs, most people are just running through like the super challenging areas anyway. They're ignoring yeah. every single yeah. enemy. Yeah. No, it's just like I, I think that like where some of the assassins are hidden. The ghost ones? That yeah, the the two Oh, okay. Yeah, with the two Not blades. Because the, there's also a part in the game where like there's literally invisible enemies. No, yeah, that that was that was some, <laughs> I was like, this is not fun. This is not fun. <laughs> Wasn't aware I was playing a stealth fighting game, but sure. Yeah, right. Um, no, it's just like uh, on your way to uh is it Margaret? I can't remember. You're in you're in the big city. Right before you reach him, there's a grace. Uh-huh. And when if you just run straight past to the grace, all of a sudden you run past one of those assassins and he'll just straight murk you in the back. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why are you right here? This is the true final boss. Or <laughs> boss. <laughs> I think like the regular enemies are super pushover in that game, but the bosses are just a whole nother level. I think uh, that the 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 two enemy bosses is not. You're talking about uh the the Godskin the Godskin duo. duo was... Yeah, that that fight's annoying. And there's no real way to get past it other than well, there was it. before they patched it. So the, yeah. the 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 big cheese was once you get the the ice stomp, you can literally ice stomp them while you're behind a pillar. Yeah, uh, but they reduce the damage of the ice stomp now, so you can still like cheese them with the ice stomp. It takes it just takes longer now. It just reminds me of uh, Guild Wars too. Um, one of the first raids that you do, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one of the fights is called the Lovers Fight. So it's literally two boss fights and you get your tank to tank one of them and you stun lock her. You stun lock one of them by throwing a rock between two players because <laughs> what the, the rock would do is knock them down and then they have to get up. And, and then the rock gets them again. Then the rock gets them again. So we're playing catch, That's keeping hilarious. one stunned while the other one dies. And I'm just like, That's easy to do with four people. As a raid, this fight, the gods can do it. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I hate every minute of this. No, you just get them stuck behind a pillar and you ice stomp them to death. Yeah, but I, I want to go and punch things. I know. Let me go fight uh, punch you. It's funny watching speedruns of Elden Ring. The current world record now is just under like 28 minutes or something yeah. like that. What's even better? What? Watching people do specific runs. Uh, my friend Ryan, who works here at the cafe, um... He's doing a bowman only run. So bows only. Man. We found out something really interesting. First person view for bow. That that target does not indicate where your arrow goes. Well, yeah, because it's firing like an actual arrow. So you got to account for. No, it fires directly below it. So there were so many times he's he's in first person mode to shoot. uh, I forget the bird's name. The bird that like throws skulls at you Mm -hmm. and everything. But he's hitting the floor. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he's like, he's shooting straight into the floor. He's just like, what? this makes no sense. Yeah. I wish you could just retrieve your arrows, though. No, because then that would be fair. Bows need a buff in that game. I guess. So, like, I, I've been in it with, I started my first playthrough was with Vagabond. Okay. And then I did it with Warrior. Okay. Uh, I'm on my samurai run now, and I wish I did samurai first. Everyone says that samurai is broken. It is, especially if you get a uh, moonhawk or yeah. moonveil. Yeah. So um, one of the one of the rare weapons I actually got, I actually got rotten swords with my no. samurai. <laughs> so I'm just like, bring them all to me, energy spam. Bring them all to me, energy spam. And then there's uh, <laughs> but yeah, but with the bows, um, you know how like how your levels can how your weapon can level up from D right. to bows only stay at D. I think they're just meant to be like I don't think they wanted you to do anything with them. True in that game, but a little love would be nice. No, because they want you to use magic and swords. Magic is terrible in the game. I didn't say the magic was good. I just, that's what they wanted you to use. No, they want you to run around, which is the second run, as someone who just punches people. Is that his next run? That's his next run. Run up and just duff people in the face. Elden Punch. Elden Punch. <laughs> he's calling it, um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be Little Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. I watched him do some uh, PvP in that. Okay. And 
the jump attack with the down punch was like he one-shotted someone. He's just like, yeah, I broke the build. Too good. <laughs> it's too good. Too good. Too good. Uh, I, I, I reinstalled Fortnite the other day. Yeah, because they got rid of the building. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? There's no building? You mean I just have to shoot people now? And, I've, and uh, this all the, the kids are complaining about it. This is the most fun I've ever had with Fortnite ever. Because I don't like to build. I just play it as yeah, like a straight up for shooter. me, Fortnite was save the world. I was the only person who wanted to play like the, <laughs> the actual, actual single player game. Yes. It was supposed to be. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Now I'm stuck with this and I'm like, oh, they're introducing all the elements from the single player game. Yeah. So uh, they did a no build because like in the, sto- the story of Fortnite, um, this the aliens that you're fighting against, they yeah. took away the power to make the buildings. Now you yeah. just have to shoot. And what they replaced it with was like mounting and more yeah. maneuverability. So Fortnite basically is became Apex, Apex Legends. Became Apex Legends for a week. Um, oh no, it's permanent now. Well, it's a separate mode. Now. Yeah, it's a separate mode now. Like the main actually the actual yeah. main mode of Fortnite is back to the regular building is but now they have the zero build mode that you can play if you yeah. want to fire it up uh speaking of fortnite, they're getting sued again who's getting sued again fortnite why uh for the dances really yes and hey, you want to know who's suing them universal why universal music um because apparently some of the dances that they just re- uh added are actually copyrighted moves owned by Universal Music and Warner Brothers Music um, from the era of uh, boy bands like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And you can't copyright a dance. Yes, though. you can. You cannot copyright a dance. Yes, you can, actually. If it's specifically tied to a specific boy band as part of their brand, yes. <laughs> I need to read. <laughs> That legalese that they did to get away with that, you cannot copyright a body movement. You just can't. Like, there's no way. Because apparently it's being pulled, because apparently it was found out that the the source material was pulled from instructional videos that are owned by Universal that are used to teach that. And it's like, well, we never gave you permission to use those. They don't, they, they, they don't have to say that they use that. They could be like, we just got it from Dancing, like we we'll watch dance videos. <laughs> There's no exclusive ownership of a dance move. There just isn't. <laughs> I mean, so, that's why they're getting sued right now. Listen, that, this is the music industry. They'll find a way to. They'll find. Listen, it's the music industry. They'll find a way to sue you, but then that loss is getting thrown out. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> but guess what? At the end of the day, they're still gonna try to sue you, regardless. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. Let's like let's let's remember, remember when you know uh, Carlton. <laughs> yeah, I forget the act. Alfonso. Uh, oh, I forget his name. The actor's name, but um, he had tried to sue Epic for stealing the Carlton supposedly, and they were like, "You can't trademark a dance move. Like you don't own physical body movements." Oh, actually, yes, you can. It can be if it's considered part of your body of work, like art. <laughs> what state? Apparently, according to the to the federal government. I'll have to read that thing. It's so loose. It, it literally, like I just looked at it. It was just like, yes, you, yes and no. Well, generic dance moves cannot be copyrighted. But if a whole dance is considered part of a body of work, like a specific routine, that can be copyrighted. Yeah, but they would have to have that listed as part of their trademark or something. And apparently they do. (laughs) I find that hard to believe because no one thinks like that. (laughs) The music industry thinks that way. My God. (laughs) Remember, remember, they threatened to sue Twitch not based on on less than five seconds of, of music. Like, pull down well, the I, entire website. I remember that, yes. Yeah. So, it's the music industry. Remember what they did to Napster? 
<laughs> and now look at it. Now everyone's downloading songs everywhere for like a dollar. Actually, more people are now actually going back to the privateering, as we now call it, in, in the privateering. Is, we can't say the other P word. We can't say pirate. Yeah. Because that's what privateering is. Yes, but now everyone's talking about privateering again because streaming services have turned into cable. Well, yeah, because they're getting out of hand and everyone's like... And now everyone is like, oh, hello, my old friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yar, har, pirate Also because of uh, Also because of like the, the whole ad advertisements and everything with Twitch and all that. I'm like... Certain ads will only play through if you're only just a tier one sub now. Oh yeah, I heard about that. That's and I'm just like that stuff. Dumb. I mods mean, should it, not get ads. <laughs> like that makes no sense. Mods should not be able to get ads. There's just a lot of things that are rooted in archaic policies, which is why we are coming to the problems that we have nowadays. And like, once people realize, oh, we can do this thing on our own, they wanted to get the same piece of the pie. Yeah. And what's eventually going to happen is exactly what happened during With cable. That people are just going to find a way to. I remember the black boxes. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen all over again. Uh, I think the ones that offer true value, like they actually have some type of self-programming, like Netflix is going to be remain the king because they're the ones that do their own movies, they yeah. have their own shows and yeah. stuff like that. Um. Disney, Disney Plus. because it just owns everything. Uh, Disney just owns everything. But also, they 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 also. I didn't even know that they owned Hulu. Yeah, like that alone should actually just be broken up, in my opinion. They should not have three th streaming services. Well, they have Hulu and ESPN. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, great, and 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 now they're bundled. Before, yeah, now they're bundled. Before you had to play separately for all yeah. three. Um, Paramount's in the game. You have Apple TV. NBC has Peacock. CNN Amazon, Plus just dropped like CNN, today. CNN Plus, like unless there's something that people really want to watch, like there's some type of intrinsic value, you probably have that service. Like I own, I literally only pay for HBO Max. Yeah, same. That's it. Everything else, no, is shared. I, I also have Disney and Netflix. I don't have Disney. I refuse to give Disney. The reason why I have Disney though is because I kind of cheat the system. Um, I get a year free of Disney Plus by switching over to Fios, and then I thought in the cancel my subscription, and they're like, "We'll give you another year for of Disney Plus for free." <laughs> I'm like, okay. "Can I do this indefinitely?" You probably can. I probably can. It's probably no cost to Verizon. Honestly, it's probably already baked into the cost. I would think so. Yeah. Verizon's kind of expensive. <laughs> um, then there's uh, I didn't know that I owned Paramount Plus actually. Wow. It comes with Game Pass Ultimate. That's pretty cool. Which I did not know. And they're like, yeah, here's six months of it free. So you get to watch Halo now. Yeah, that's how I watch <laughs> Halo, actually. They're like, yeah, you have, you have Paramount Plus. I'm like, I can watch Halo. I can watch Star Trek. <laughs> uh, the Picard show is really good. It is good. Stuff. It is good. I really like that. Um, let's get into... The news. The news. Let's start with, uh, you know what we haven't talked about on this show in a long time? We haven't talked about card games. On uh, motorcycles? Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because first on the docket is uh, as cases of COVID dwindle and go up and down and dwindle again and go up and down and go dwindle again. Hello, 77% positive case rate in New York City. <laughs> this week um, alone. Card games are have been struggling. You know, a lot oh, of yeah. Yeah, but uh, we're seeing some return to live events again. Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game has tried. Uh, we had two events that were scheduled for January and February. There was an event in Vegas, an event in Pasadena, California, that unfortunately the in-real-life event was canceled and replaced with a remote event. Um, but it looks like all things are a goal. In just a couple of weeks, we have YCS Charlotte, North Carolina, in like two weeks so we will have a live event in charlotte north carolina for the Yu-Gi-Oh championship series they announced the schedule for upcoming events they have hartford connecticut may 28th and 29th why why hartford connecticut because it's accessible in the northeast <laughs> i guess it's but no one wants to go to where your taxes are processed 
probably not. Uh, after that, they also announced an event for Niagara Falls, Ontario, September 10th and 11th. That's Ironically summer. enough, that's on my birthday. So you going to Canada? Uh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota, scheduled for October 22nd and the 23rd. And Pasadena, California, scheduled once again for November 5th and 6th. May I make a prediction? What? The October and November events will end up being canceled. I think those in person. And here's why. Because we're back into the cold and flu season yes. and everything around then. Yeah. Yes. So I think everyone's going to start realizing all your events are going to have to happen in the spring and summer. Yeah. And fall and winter, just do nothing. Probably. Uh, the reason for this uptick and in real life events is because this year there will not be a Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship Series. I see. Uh, they know that everyone was looking forward to the event and they appreciate the understanding. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to increase the amount of in-person YCS events, remote dual events, and they're now going to add TCG Territorial Championships. Uh, so we're thinking that there's going to be like, here's Northwest, a Northeast event, yeah, you know, Midwest event, you know, for like territories and things like that. Um, so that's one way to combat it, I guess. So it's nice to see that Yu-Gi-Oh events are, are happening again. Uh, but are they it, using anything with their online game? With the Master Duel? Yeah. I know that they're going to start doing like events for Master Duel. Okay. Uh, they haven't given any specifics on like what those are. Uh, what has been happening specific? in the game is they've been doing like rarity events. So just recently they announced a format where you can only use normals and rares. <laughs> so it's basically like a pauper format. That's fun. Uh, so they had that going for, uh, I think it ends like in a couple of days, but they've been doing that the yeah. past week. Uh, so that was fun. I made metaphors. So I was just like, I'm going to make. You know how to suck the fun out of everything, don't you? Yes. I made, I made the broken decks. I was like, this deck is all NRs. I'm going to build that. So I made metaphors and I just pendulum summon and fusion summon and my opponents cry. It's great. Um, speaking of more competitive card games, Rising from the Dead, the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour is back. Yes. This is big news. We're talking big money prizes, uh, over $500,000 in prizes for... The so, premiere scene. Do you want to know why I think it's back? Why? Because I think Hasbro sat there and realized, oh, Wizards of the Coast made four times, just Wizards of the Coast made four times the amount than all of Hasbro in 2021. Yes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we made $4 billion in Hasbro. We made eight. Yeah. I'm just like, what? They made the money. They make the money. So anyway, well, they've outlined the uh, the path on how to do the pro tour. So you're going to have regional championship qualifiers, which are done at the local scene. Yep. Then you have your regional championships, which allow you to qualify for the pro tour. Then you have your pro tour. And then you have the Magic the Gathering World Championships. Uh, I don't know. I forgot. I think they're doing... Uh, they're starting with Pioneer format or something like that. Yeah. Which is kind of like, eh, it's a little eh. No, it's it makes me excited because I'm like, oh, this is just Legacy Light. <laughs> I guess so. Um, in terms of the regional qualifiers, uh, you have some uh, places to go to. These are just like... The areas that are going to do yeah. it for a specific region. So if you happen to be in the USA, regional qualifiers will be run by DreamHack. If you're in Canada, face-to-face -face gains has jumped on that. Europe, Middle East, and Africa is run by Legacy. Australia and New Zealand will be run by Good Games. Kadu's running the China market. Over in Japan and Korea, you have Big Magic. Oracle Events handling Southeast Asia. Game Square ha handling Chinese Taipei. City class gains South America. They're based in South America. They're running the Brazil yeah. events uh, in the Central American, Mexico and Caribbean areas. You have Yellow Rabbit and Magic Sur is running the rest of South America. So these are big companies that have done a lot of esports events. They're jumping on the bandwagon for Magic the Gathering. DreamHack makes me laugh. Uh, Dream, I know it's funny that DreamHack's doing it for you. Right you I, would think, I would think Star, Star City, City games. games. But apparently Star City Games has ended up on the bad side of Wizards recently. I, I've heard that there's been like 
rumblings of like a fallout or something. But yeah, I, it was a judge it, because they had a specific. It, it has to deal with judgeships okay. and how they were handling it. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were promoting other judges who would help promote Star City events only. I see. In that way. And Magic's like, that's not fair. <laughs> like the judgeship should be open for everyone to go up or down yeah. regardless of the ladder. Uh, Pokemon continues to do what Pokemon does. They haven't really said much. Uh, no, that there are some uh, actually. Um, there, the rules are essentially: I, if we wanted to run it for a TCG, um, with the new sets dropping next month, which is uh, Astral something, yeah, yeah, uh, and then the Pokemon Go set dropping the month after. We have now the ability to run events again in person, which qualify, but, but everyone has to be three feet apart. Everyone has to have a barrier between them. Um, masks are required and vaccines are required. For Pokemon TCG. Yes. It's a lot of work. And guess who's, guess who's on the onus of that? The stores. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> Uh, but that's that's the big three over in uh, the other areas of card games. Uh, Bandai just recently came off of the DBS slash Digimon Fest this past weekend where they had various events to celebrate yep. uh, the four year anniversary of the their respective TCGs. Um, very successful events that were run online and in person. Um, we saw almost max attendance at the Arlington, Texas event. Which had almost five hundred players. Yeah. Uh, total. That's combined between DBS yeah. and Digimon. Uh, but they weren't content just to start there. Bandai a couple of days ago recently announced that they're also going to publish a One Piece card game. Uh, the One Piece card game is going to be launching in Japan in July of 2022, and it'll be a worldwide launch in the fall slash winter of this year as well. Uh, if you check out some of the websites for Bandai's official card game stuff, they have some artwork there. Um, really cool artwork of Luffy and Zoro and uh, Ace. Wow. <laughs> uh, the game looks really interesting. Um, they also showcased uh, there was a scan in the recent Japanese Shonen Jump that has been translated uh, that indicates that there's going to be leaders with abilities. Uh, the mana system is run off of what's known as a Dawn system. So you're going to have a separate Dawn deck for your mana. Yeah. It's a max of 10 cards. And every turn it goes up <laughs> one. Yeah. And then based on the cost of effects, you can send cards, send the energies. You tap them to do stuff. Yeah. But there's also costs where you can send the Dawns back into the Dawn deck. Oh, so like. Uh, to do things. Yeah. So like uh, Argent Saga. In a way, yes. Yes. <laughs> mm. Uh, but I, th I think that kind of system has always been around. It's, in a, been, in it's been around game. for a while. Um, I think the best implementation of that I system is, not Earth, is Shadow, Shadow versus Version. Right? Yeah. Shadow versus Version is so nice because if you come in second, I'm like, yes, first player gets to play first, but you get a free upgrade to your card because mm -hmm. they have that upgrade system. Right. You get an extra upgrade and stuff like that. So there's so, a nice little... Interesting to see like the the this this popularity of the anime card games. We have Dragon Ball. It's we have Digimon. Bandai Namco used to run, and I think they still run a Gundam card game. But I think it's like the dual terminal kind of game. I, have, I know they do a lot of like arcade based ones. Yeah, the Dragon Ball Super card game uses a lot of similar artwork from what's known as Dragon Ball Heroes in Japan. Yes, I and know those that come game. with like the hard cards that you yes, scan. I know that game. game very well. So. um it's really interesting to see that that's what they have. Uh, I'm excited for One Piece. I've been a long one, long time One Piece fan. I just caught uh, up on the manga. I, I just don't know. I I question like because you know usually when you come out with like a card game, um, there's always the mentality is always that there's something, especially based off of Japanese properties. Like yeah. you have the card game, and there's always going to be a show that's attached to it. Uh, I mean, Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is insanely popular. I mean, One Piece gonna, has that pull now. It does, but like One Piece is also ending soon. In terms of like the manga, and we say ending, ending. Uh, we got we got five more years. Let's not lie. I, I think that's what he means. Um, yes, it's in the final arc. Yeah, final arc is going to take another ten years. I, I think he's probably going to end it though. Like he's definitely no, no. He said that he it's ending. Yeah, he didn't say what the timeline for ending was. It's entering its final arc. Yeah, 
<laughs> and we don't know how long that arc's going to be. It's going to be five years. <laughs> it's just like uh, Bleach, where, where he, uh, where what's his name said, like, yeah, this is the final arc. The final arc took two years. I remember two that. Two years. I think alone was another 500 chapters. Probably. <laughs> Uh, jumping on over to video game esports, the Capcom Pro Tour is back to physical tournaments and the World Warrior events. There's going to be online premieres. There's offline premieres. World Warrior, uh, they are capping these events at 48 players, though. Uh, I guess because of COVID concerns and things partly like that. Partly COVID concerns, partly because I think everyone's still mad at Capcom. <laughs> Uh, these online premieres are going to take place uh, between April 30th and May 1st. Um, it's going to be broadcast. It's a one-time event. Um, they're also launching the World Warrior program. Basically, what the World, Prog- World Warrior program is, it's a, it's a circuit. Um, it definitely it was supposed to start back in like 2019. Got delayed because of COVID. They're bringing it back. And basically, what happens is if you play in these World Warrior events, which are either going to be online or offline, you gain points, and the top players based on points qualify for the actual Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, so it's nice to see that, like, your fight, hard work. This fight, fight, I, I like when fighting games make comebacks like this. No, I do. I, I still think that everyone's still a little cheesed off at Capcom for the um, the event, the, the announcement of the announcement. No, <laughs> no, 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 not even that. I was talking about TOs specifically. Okay. Because they, they kind of did the same thing that Activision did where it's like, yeah, you can, this is the max amount of money you can give out per event for the entire season. Right. It was like a ridiculous, like, I think it was $4,000 period. That's low. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we talked about And that. it was a bunch of other like rules and regulations like, oh, you can't advertise other fighting games outside of Street Fighter for your events or you can't do, and everyone sat there is like, so how are a CEO how are all these like major tournaments supposed to like keep this game going if you're making all these rules? And I understand why Capcom wants its own pro tour. Like it makes business wise. It makes sense. Right. The problem is you've spent the latter half of your entire. uh, What's it called? Yeah. So each territory uh, continuing on with what they're doing, uh, there's going to be 19 online regional premieres. Uh, there is a $5,000 prize pool for each of the regions. I think that's split between regions, though, right? Like, yeah. So that's not a lot of money when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, that, that's why everyone's kind of like has mixed feelings about it. Yeah. You can check out all the information at CapcomProTour.com. Uh, the schedule's up there, you know, all the info will definitely be up there. Um, we got some Overwatch news. Uh, now that Overwatch League is gearing up for its return. Um, first off, Super, a very prominent player, has announced his retirement. This is interesting. Two reasons why. Why? Unlike other esports, when, when players retire, they usually go into casting. They go into casting. They go into coaching, right? They they be or they go if they take their winnings and make their own team, yeah. Like in Dota two or in in other esports. Not super. Super's done. Uh, <laughs> majority of people who've retired from Overwatch are just done. <laughs> um, and partly is this because of how Activision just has death grip on how third tier, fourth tier tournaments can run. Yeah. You need permission for this. You need permission, like you need permission from the local team. Then you need permission from Activision Blizzard if you want to broadcast it at all. Or you have to pay them a broadcasting fee. Local TOs are not going to pay that fee. I'm not paying you a thousand dollars to just play to tr- so people can watch a game on Twitch. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it's interesting. This is this one actually hit a lot of people because Super's been in the game since Apex, like when it was still like the community run tournaments and everything. Yeah. If I would say like if anything, Super is really the face of Overwatch in terms of the pro scene. In terms of the pro scene, like this is basically almost like the Dendi. This is Dendi retiring. Yeah, in Dota two, like when Michael Jordan retired. This is what yeah, it's like. yeah, it's basically that um, for people who play meat sports. I mean, he's had a pretty long career. He's been playing video games for a while. A while. Yeah. Um. So 
Oh, no, he's done with Overwatch, but it's like, is he retiring from esports entirely? Or no, I think he's just retiring from Overwatch, yeah, which I, is I feel fair. like he's gonna jump into like something else. He might go into like Apex again. Or- Apex again. I, I I doubt that he'll go into Valorant. Um, Valorant has its own issues. Yeah. Um, none of which are really the game. Most of it no, is just like it's more on the professional side of things. Yeah. They're still building out their um, system. But one of the things that I was surprised to find out about Overwatch League is that they're bringing back contenders. Yep. Which I hope is successful because when Overwatch League first started, I had more joy watching the contender setups. Because they were doing really funny stuff. They had like a lot of variety in the games and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was there. Um, but Activision Blizzard obviously wasn't pushing this. A lot. I didn't even know when the schedule was actually for contenders. <laughs> that's that's the crazy part. Um, one of the things though is that like, if you think about it, currently, currently Overwatch League is not in the best spot, so it makes contenders look like a little iffy. Um, so I'm not sure if there's gonna be. enough of a push like are they gonna promote it like they're announcing that it's coming back and i'm like that's great what are you gonna do with it yeah that, that's the question and they have to do something because there is no tier two there is no tier three for overwatch there's no way for the game to get new people into the pro scene and that's a problem that's a legitimate problem especially with how like everything else is i want to see what they actually said Oop. I'm gonna. I want to check out the announcement for what they actually said about contenders. So this is straight from um, Overwatch themselves. Overwatch themselves. Uh, in terms of some details regarding the 2022 contender season, top performing contenders team from the 2021 season will be invited directly to the first event of the year. They will host our first series of contender tournaments after the first Overwatch 2 PvP beta period concludes. The beta period is coming up in April, so we're, we're going to see... next week. Yeah. Um, events will be held in the same five regions as 2021. So that's North America, Europe, China, South Korea, and Australia, New Zealand. And the total prize pool for the 2022 contender season will remain at $1.3 million. Uh, nothing has been uh, announced in terms of scheduling or registration, pricing, or broadcast. That's all going to be shared at a later date. Uh, and that's all they really announced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, I really feel like we know they're going to push the standard Overwatch League to, like, no degree. Like, they're just going to throw that out there. I mean, they're also losing sponsors like, before we get into that. Yeah. Um, I think contenders, if done right, has the potential to save like the Overwatch League. So In a way, speak. yes, because it will get new people involved. Yeah. Which is what you need. You always need new fresh blood. Mm-hmm. The problem is the entire league needs to be relooked at and reevaluated again. Activision Blizzard being as greedy as they are, and this is only that I know from from casters who have left. Mm. Um, Bread and Sideshow have left. Uh, they're doing Valorant because Valorant offered them a 50% pay increase. Yeah. Because apparently they were only making five figures from Overwatch League. Wow. Like upper five figures, but not like, yeah. Like they, they're not paying people. They're not paying their talent. They're not paying the staff. Like they look at talent and they're like, yeah, we'll pay you. But here's what we think you're actually worth. And it's low balled figures at all times. They want to keep it cheap and affordable. Which you can typical game industry. Well, typical <laughs> Activision Blizzard. That too. Um, Hopefully, the the deal does go through with Microsoft, and we kind of see the return of original MLG events. Yeah, I which, like, with Microsoft money behind it, which was just <laughs> insane. Remember those days? I remember those days. I played in some of those days because <laughs> <laughs> Halo has plenty of money behind it. Mm-hmm. Halo, as much as everyone complains about the game, the esport is doing well. Like it, it. Pulls very well. Mm-hmm. So, moving on from esports into video game news, 
Um, E3 2022 is officially done. Nerd Christmas is canceled. For this year. For this year. 2023, they said they're coming back. So E3, which uh, hasn't had a physical event in, what, like two years? Two years now. Yeah. Uh, this year, they're not going to have a physical or a digital event. It's completely canceled. Um, I guess this is very evident of them realizing we're not as relevant anymore. (laughs) It's partly that. It's also partly the fact that a lot of the industry just kind of came out and said, we don't really have anything to show during that time period. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, because like a lot of people are only coming back to... to finish full. the games that we've announced that have been delayed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nintendo delaying Breath of the Wild 2 to 2023. So it kind of makes sense while E3 being the show where everyone goes, you know, yeah. show off what's coming next. Um, That's turned to Gamescom now. <laughs> it's turned to Gamescom. It's also turned into the VGAs. I've seen people saying that uh, what's his name of the VGAs? Jeff Keighley. G- Jeff Keighley has finally killed E3 and it's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, a lot of people don't remember that the ESA played a huge part in, cause it's a lobby group played yeah. a huge part in the U S and I've, I've come to notice that the era of journalism that we grew up in, the right. GameCube PS2 era, no one remembers that time period. Cause I, I tell people all the time, like for Nintendo, at least, yeah, the GameCube almost killed Nintendo in a way. People were like, no, it didn't. I'm like, yes, it did. The GameCube did not sell well. This is why Nintendo takes the approach of not making the most powerful system anymore because of what happened with the GameCube. I mean, to be fair, uh, they were... I think a lot of it was just the mentality was very different at the time for them. That too also. uh, Compared to what it is now. Now, yeah. So again, like, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that the ESA... Are, is the reason why like video games aren't as controlled by the government as as they want it to be. Yeah. Um so it, it's kind of sad that a lot of people forget that that time period for sure. Um and so no, E3 no. being part of that really because I remember a lot of the the issues out of E3, the banning of convention booth babes <laughs> came out of E3 across all conventions. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think it would be missed, but I really, I feel like they need to adapt a better They'd, yeah. model or something. They need to change, basically. It needs to change. It's not C, it's, it's the same issue because it's spawned out of CES, right. which is Consumer Electronics Show. Um, That has also had this identity crisis. Mm-hmm. There was... I think four years ago where the show was mostly phone cases right. <laughs> and everyone was just like, what is going on? And CES has had a hard time writing that even this year. Everyone's kind of like CES was kind of boring this year. I'm like, well, we've kind of hit a stopgap for technology. And I, I feel like we're hitting that weird stopgap for uh, what's it called? Also video games where games are not as what's it called? Oh. <laughs> where games aren't as uh impressive as they used to be in my opinion yeah i mean as as the technology goes like video games just aren't doing much anymore we've pushed the envelope for the past what three generations has always been about graphics yeah and now what are we now what are we doing it's like cool all the games look great do they play great are they well written but yeah I don't know. Do you think we'll see? Do you think E3 is going to take a step back and just reassess how they do the show? For sure. Hmm. Hopefully next year it comes back. I would. I think they'll come back next year. It'll probably be like a big revamp thing. Yeah. Um. Zelda being delayed to 2023, spring 2023 specifically. New Switch. Uh, I don't think they're announcing anything. <laughs> I, I thought everyone, that's the, th- that's the theory going on right now. That's New Switch. Happen. I think they real. I think they saw Elden Ring and yep. they're like, okay, we need we to could polish a bit more. We could do a bit more. Um, more Poison Swamps. Congratulations to Elden Rings for securing Game, <laughs> Game of the, the Year 2022. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think we still So got- what's Nintendo's big Christmas game? People always want to say Pokemon, and I'm just like, Pokemon, no, Pokemon is Pokemon. Pokemon is Pokemon. Pokemon is not. I don't even say like Nintendo just publishes it. 
at this point. Yeah. They don't make it. They don't so. make it. Game Freak makes it. Pokemon Company makes it. Yeah. So they make the money. Like Pokemon yeah. just gets their publishing dollars. That's it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like hardcore, like Nintendo game, Splatoon 3 is when? July? I think it's fall, actually. I know, I know Splatoon 3 is one of them. Um, yeah, we don't know. I don't think they have anything after that unless they make a surprise announcement over the summer and give us Mario Odyssey 2. Splatoon 3 is 2022. I don't think it has an actual month yet, right? Wait, supposedly it has a... Summer. It's summer. So it'll probably be out in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, who knows? Um, I would laugh if it's actually Metroid Prime 4 and they just drop that for, for Christmas. I, I would 100% laugh or, it's a, or if it's another Star Fox game. It's probably either a big surprise game or something that they've been working off for a while, which would point towards like Metro Prime, Prime 4 or something. Bayo um, 3. Yeah, that's supposed to come out this year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that game doesn't exist until it's physically in my hand. Oh, you mean like how I said for Elden Ring? That game doesn't physically exist until I see the credit screen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So yeah, sad for Zelda fans. I think uh, it's a little... It's funny because as as the homage goes, that's always attributed to, to Miyamoto. A bad game, a bad released game is always bad, but a delayed game is eventually good, which apparently he never said. Apparently he never said that. There's an interview going around where like <laughs> someone else said that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Which is interesting, but it's also a very true mantra. It's very true mantra for Nintendo. Like they, I, I've they, also seen people say, but they could just patch the game better. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. Nintendo doesn't have that philosophy. No, it's not even that philosophy. Um, it's not even that. I'm saying, I'm like, go back and think of every horrible game that has released in the past like five years. We still make jokes about No Man's Sky's Collector's Edition being the, the hard check for people not to hype on hype trains. <laughs> we talk about. Even if the game Cyberpunk is playable and good now, that was a horrific launch. Yes. Like, if you release a broken product, it will always be remembered as a broken product. Correct. Does it matter? Nope. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many. Like, to this day, people still complain to me about how Street Fighter V is the worst fighting game of all time because of the state that it released in. Yes. <laughs> Nobody cares about how Street Fighter V is now, now, even though it's had a big patch that added a bunch of things to all its fighters. It, it's done so well. <laughs> it's actually a really good game right now, but because it launched in such a broken state, nobody likes that game. <laughs> no, nobody likes it. Street Fighter V is very good right now. Yeah. So, like, it makes I think the same argument has been made for like uh, a bunch of games. Actually, they launched kind of eh. Yeah, like Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk's now. I think Cyberpunk. I think the joke that I made with Cyberpunk was it finally came out. Yeah, <laughs> finally out. Uh, last bit of news and our last topic for today's show. Uh, Sony finally announced its plan. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. That's what it is. <laughs> Like everyone's like, oh, this is the Games Pass competitor, and I'm like, no, this, this is, is an them. attempt. This is their, this is them doing their own thing. This is, this is, this is Sony doing a Sony. This is. <laughs> I would pay more money if they just swallowed their pride and included their entire movies, like their movie, music, I, and like TV catalog. I would have loved to have seen that and throw it in Funimation because they own that too. All right, and so, Crunchyroll. Uh, they released what is basically known as the PlayStation Plus essential thing that doesn't even have a name uh essentially what they did was they did what we have always said on this show and i can't i i don't have enough hands and feet to count the number of times that i've always been like they should just put ps now and playstation plus together mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they did finally it only took them how long how many years do you know <laughs> uh <laughs> But anyway, um, they have three different tiers of pricing. So you have your standard uh, $50.99 a year. That's the essential, which is basically what PS Plus is now. Uh, the extra plan is $99.99 a year. And what that gives you is basic access to like some stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, mostly it's like PS4 games, depending on the tier. Uh, so the extra one, I think, is just PS4, PS5, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, and then you have your premium tier, which is $119.99 a year. It's basically $120 for the year. And that one's going to give you access to PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PSP, PS3, and PS4 games uh, via streaming. Uh, so basically, it puts it in the same manner as sort of like uh, what Nintendo does with their SNES, NES yeah. online kind of thing. Um, so like, there's like good and bad when it comes to this. Uh, the good is they finally did what they should have been doing for the longest. No, PS1 games as well. Yeah. And 2. I said that. Oh, okay. I think I did. Did I, I say think, that? I think I'm, you stopped uh, at PS3. I don't know why. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it was funny that like the big outcry was like, oh my God, why is it so expensive? I'm like, no. If it's you work Sony. It, if you work it out monthly, it's almost the same as playing for what Games Pass is right now. Because if you look at Games Pass on console and PC, uh, the base Games Pass rate is $9.99 a month. Yep. Uh, if you get Games Pass Ultimate, which I think is only on PC. It's, no, Ultimate is both console and PC. Okay, so that one I think is like 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and Ultimate comes with the streaming to your phone, to PC, to everything. Yeah. And Unified, whatever. Uh, I mean, obviously Games Pass is one of the best things that's come out. It's essentially the Netflix of gaming. Um, it also gives you access to like the other streaming things. You get access to EA Play, you yeah, have the Ubisoft thing. Yep. Um, you get access to all the older Xbox, Xbox 360, and mm-hmm. Xbox One games. Yep. Um, so it, it's it has really good value. Play anywhere as well. You can play on anything. Like if you have access to XCloud, you can go anywhere with this thing. Yeah. Um. So I like that Sony finally made the move towards this. I just feel like it's a. They could have done so. Like you are the like unlike Microsoft, which doesn't have the entertainment background. Right. Sony could have literally upset not just Microsoft and Nintendo. They could have gone straight for the throats of uh, Apple. Yep. They could have gone straight for the throats of Netflix, mm-hmm. Disney, and just been like, "Here's all our content. Hey, you get these games plus all our Sony movies." And all our music. I would pay 120 a year for that. Yeah. That would that would instantly and Sony would get so many people for that. Especially for their movies. Oh yeah, just for the movie, yeah. Because you get Spider-Man. Yeah, that- and the Uncharted films. <laughs> a lot of their films. They have a lot of good films, actually. Yeah. Um so is like is the premium like sort of expensive? Yes and no. Like I know it's definitely a, it's a big increase outside of sixty bucks a year. I just um, think essentially the way I look at it is you're basically playing for PlayStation now for the year, and you're getting PS Plus for free, so you're saving sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, sort of. Sort of. I <laughs> I think it's like they I, like yes. Do I want to replay my PS One games? Sure, because that market's gone insane recently. Mm-hmm. Do I want to replay the PS Two games? Sure, but. How much of the PS2 library are you actually going to put on there? So it's gonna, it's essentially the whole PS Now catalog. If you look at the PS Now catalog, it's over 700 games right now. Yeah. Which is an impressive library. Um, but do they have like uh, Gotcha Fighters? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had product number three. <laughs> the PNL3 was GameCube only. So was it? Yes. Do they have Killer 7? That's a good question. Do they have God Hand? Wow. Like, see, I'm asking the heart. Do they have Dark Cloud 1 and 2? I have God Hand. I have, like, the physical. Yeah, you have the physical disc. Do they have the older Persona games? Do they have the old Shin Megami Tensei games? Do they have the original Bandai X Namco games? You're asking too much. I am (laughs) asking. No, I'm asking the hard hitting because there's a huge library of games that was never accessible to the West Mm -hmm. that has English writing to that has all the English already done because of Hong Kong releases, Southeast Asia releases. Just release them. Yeah. Um, there's been a little bit of a discussion on whether or not like Sony should have their first party games day one on their service. And I'm like, I understand why people want it because that's what Microsoft, Microsoft does. does. But also, Microsoft what? makes Microsoft also owns the servers. Yeah. 
So it's not like, and Sony's paying the Microsoft fee to the services. They are Azure servers. Yeah. So uh, I also think that Sony understands that their first party games are their are really their bread and butter. Yeah. So they don't want to like dissuade people from not buying their games. I think they also understand that not everybody's going to jump on board for the premium plan either. So it's a way to like save themselves the hassle of like, okay, if people don't get this, then we still make our money off of our first party titles. And they're always going to sell their first party title. Like God of War Ragnarok is going to sell kajillions of copies. Yep. You know, there's no way that game is not selling. Like, <laughs> I hope that comes out this year. <laughs> I were right. Um, so yeah, like they finally decided to do what we've always been asking for them. Uh, I just, it just, it doesn't, it feels very Sony. It doesn't feel fully thought out. No, it definitely doesn't. (laughs) It feels very Sony. That's what drives me nuts about it. It's a big step forward with two steps back. Everything Sony. Typical Sony. Um, like the fact that the VR titles aren't included, I feel like. I think, I mean, some of the VR titles will probably be on it. Maybe. We'll see. Um, at this rate though, like. Both Microsoft and Sony are light years ahead of everything that Nintendo's putting out. Because, God, Nintendo Switch Online is awful. It's awful, but it does what it needs to. I, they just need to release more than, like, two games a month, man. That's like, Yeah, no, yes. The release schedule is, yes, is a complaint. But it does what it needs to. Like, we'll leave it at that much. I understand that we got rid of virtual console, but, like, there is... Just give me the virtual console. Give me the virtual console, and, and I'll pay for streaming. Like, I'll pay... The four dollars a month or whatever it is to have access yeah. to the Nintendo to the entire Nintendo yeah. library. There's a I fun- can only stream it. Fine. I don't keep the game. Fine. Five dollars a month. I want to play every Nintendo game. Yeah. That's all I, 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 I still like the fact that there's no family plan and they list Games Pass as not having a family plan, which is not actually true. There, there's a way to kind of trick it into a, to, to sharing it. Yeah, but there's not an official family. There's plan. not a family. Yeah, Nintendo official has an official, official family, family plan. plan. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I just noticed is like, there's something interesting, like with games pass you get, and I mentioned this earlier uh, in the show, I got paramount plus. Yeah. Cause they work with free. like the different. Yeah. And like there, I got, I get like Chipotle coupons. Every, <laughs> I really wish I was joking. Like you get rewards for random things. And I sit here like, why get games pass and a burrito bowl while you're at it? Basically. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, do you have mint mobile? No. Well, here's a coupon for mint mobile. I'm like, I, what is so anybody going to give coupons out to random things or no. Here's the, here's the thing when it comes to Sony though. And I, I think Sony will eventually cater to no, when this. people say, Hey, you guys should be doing this. And if enough people say, Hey, you should be doing this. They eventually do it. Like that's true. You know, Microsoft just had the advantage of being really smart and getting a head start on. Well, I mean, Microsoft is turning all their things into a service. Looking at you, windows, windows, you should not be a service. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so will you be getting the premium? Or are you going to try it out for like a month or something? I'll probably try out the month. Like in all honesty, I forget that I even have PlayStation Plus at times until I get like the actual note of, hey, it renewed. I'm like, I forget I have this. So that's how little I touch my PlayStation in all honesty. So I don't advise doing this and nor do I. I'm not trying to promote these things, but there are ways to get PSN codes and save a lot of money on yeah, PlayStation Plus. We all know those of you who are gamers know these sites where you can get them like you pay like half price and get like two years of PlayStation Plus. I'll be honest with you, it's it's a it's a tax write-off for me, so Oh yeah, because you have the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying for those of you who are like I feel like something like that's gonna exist for this too. Oh definitely. So like if I see like sixty bucks for two years of PlayStation premium, I'm gonna get it. Like So yeah, like like let, let me explain. Like I have Paramount Plus as a perk. Uh-huh. Black Desert, Marvel Unlimited, uh Halo Infinite Perks, Apex Perks, EA UFC. Fantasy Star Online 2, Hulu. I have Hulu no ads for two months. Uh, Disco, uh, Discord Nitro, Spotify Premium for four months. Oh, God. Here's a coupon for Chipotle. Like, Let's get burrito bowls. I, I oh, just wow. want to know, are you going to do that for me? Because what, what Xbox feels like, what Games Pass feels like is a lifestyle right. service. And Sony's like, yeah, we only care about the hardcore gamers. It's like, yeah, but 
I would like free burritos from Sony too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Knowing Sony, they'll give us Taco Bell. I wouldn't even <laughs> complain about that. I think that's actually a better deal. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, y'all. Thanks for coming on by. Free uh, nacho fries. <laughs> stick around because we have RJ and Joel coming up next for more Ace Attorney. I think they're at the finale. Uh, buddy, if you want to go ahead and start dropping those uh, commands in there for me, that'd be greatly appreciated. Guys, you can always check out our Discord. We have our website, digitaleraentertainment.com. You can check out my Elden Ring review, which is up on that website now. Um, I'm waiting for my son to put these commands in. This is my son. He's supposed to be working here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we got the links in the chat there. You guys can check it out. We got our merch. We got our promo code with Image Anime. As always, guys, if you are a fan of anime, check out imageanime.com. You can use our promo code discount ship for saving free ground shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars. Stick around. We have RJ and Joel coming right up. And I'll be back on Sunday to finish off Stranger of Paradise. The kill dad chaos. version. The dad version, yes. But as always, everybody, you've been decoded.